Oh man, that that's just beautiful. Um, yeah, man, let's go ahead and jump in. Um, everybody, we are where we're supposed to be. Um, God is intentional. Everybody here is supposed to be here. So uh, we're going to dive in, man. And I'm going to tell you all this. This message is from God because we talk about fruitfulness today and it didn't hit me like I ain't put two and two together with like Bria having a baby and everything. And so this morning, Dimash was like, what's the topic? And I was like, fruitfulness. And then I think either Bria or Dimash was like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. They said it and I was like, why is that perfect? And then it hit me. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is not, I didn't, you know, this isn't intentional um, by me. It's Holy Spirit doing this thing. So um, we're going to dive in, man. Um, and for those who don't know, I'm uh, Bree is my first cousin. I know I don't know everybody on the call. Uh, that's my first cousin. Uh, we've known each other since diapers. Um, and it's just crazy how God has led us both to him in different times, different ways. Bree was in New York. I was in Maryland. And just throughout our adult life, we would see each other and like we would just be getting closer and closer to God. Yes. How he just aligned everything has <clears throat> just been, it's been crazy for real. Yeah. Uh, so I just thank God for what he's doing in, in our lives and with this ministry. Um, very encouraging, very inspiring just to have a bunch of young people that's just seeking God. And I don't take it lightly that y'all asked me to lead today. So I just, you know, I just ask God to just lead and I'm gonna get out the way, let him do his thing. Um, so yes, today we're talking about um, a biblical principle, and this principle runs throughout the Bible. Uh, it's a principle that's introduced in Genesis 1, in the first chapter, first page of the Bible, and it's concluded and alluded to in Revelation 22, which is the last page, last chapter of the Bible. Um, it's a huge topic of discussion throughout Psalms, Prophets. Um, Proverbs, Jesus explains this in many different parables and his teachings. Um, and I believe that this principle, principle is vital to our understanding as believers. Um, There's a, this a principle of fruitfulness. Um, and, you know, just to go to the beginning, God's relationship with man began in a garden. You know, a garden where there was flowing rivers, vegetation, fruit trees. But the first thing that God said to humankind, the first command that he gave man in the Bible was be fruitful. Mm -hmm. So I believe that this is what God is desiring for us. And yes, he, he meant to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply and have children. But that command means a lot more than just having babies. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to share my screen real quick. And we're going to jump all throughout the word today. We're going to go to some Psalms. We're going to read together. Um, and Holy Spirit is just going to lead us through today. Um, so I'm going to go to the word. And... So just talking about fruitfulness, when John the Baptist came and, you know, he was preaching and baptizing, leading the way for Jesus to come, he came and said, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. The mm -hmm. axe is at the axe is at the root of the trees. It's already at the root of the trees. And every tree that does not produce mm -hmm. good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Mm -hmm. All right. Later on, Jesus says when he's, you know, in his last moments talking to his disciples, um, intimate time with his disciples before he goes to the cross. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart yeah. from me, you can do nothing. He then says, this is my father. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So being a disciple of Christ and being fruitful are directly correlated. Yeah. All right. God's desire for our life is to be fruitful. 
Um, so today, again, we're going to go through the word, the holy word of God, and we're seeking revelation. So the goal for today is to understand the promise of God's blessing or fruitfulness, but the true goal is revelation and what that means for us. All right. So I'm going to just throw a question out to the group and just feel free to come off of mute. Um, what does fruitfulness mean to you? Um, I believe as, you know, um, the gospel, like when we accept Jesus, I believe, um, the gospel produces fruit, meaning just as when we accept the gospel, it, um, you know, it produces fruit and, um, obedience and all these other things. And when you go, when you speak just about fruitfulness, I believe it is an expression of the God that is living within you, like doing all the things mm -hmm. and being the person that he created us to be. And that may be in just by just um, people looking at you or just that just by the things that you're doing. So, it's not works because it's really not us doing it. Like we were mm -hmm. changed. Our mind was changed. Like a lot of times people could just see someone just doing all nice things. And then people on the outside may look at like look at that person and say like, maybe that person, like, look at that person. They think doing all these things is going to make them maybe go to heaven, but they don't know that it, it could be real difficult for that same person to do all those things. They don't know if that person was the op the total opposite before mm -hmm. they um they got they got saved. Like they don't know if they're being convicted every time mm -hmm. um to get up and serve when they really don't want to. Like they don't know the battles of anything. So if even if we're I'm not, even if we're not battling to do good we still can't take the credit and say our works when we're allowing the prune, we're, al we're allowing the pruning and all the purging of our flesh to be, to happen inside. Like we can't take credit for the good work that he's doing within us and all that is producing in the world and our relationships and um, in our talk and our speech and how we walk and the things we love and the things we hate, mm -hmm. so on and so on. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Mama Lorraine? Yes, yes. I, I just want to come in agreement with what Demard says. And um, oh, oh, I see fruitfulness um, is that like, you know, after like we repent and, you know, we believe, we believe the gospel, you know, by faith. So then as we, as we like make this decision to, to follow Christ, there has to be we have to bear fruit. So I think it, it's not even like we are doing it just because like we submit ourselves to Christ. We, we, it, it leads us to obey. It leads us um, to, just, to just do what Christ wants us to do and like just, like just praise him in all things. It, it just leads us in a place like, it, despite our circumstances, I'm gonna be joyful. I'm gonna love, even, even you don't deserve love, because, you know, sometimes we say people don't deserve love because they're very mean. You know, you don't deserve love, but I'm, I'm going to love you. I'm not going to love you with my feeling. I'm going to love you with the love that I'm feeling from Christ. Even self-control. Like, you know, even Sandra is an example to me. 
like she said, when she saw the ticket, her first, um, like the first thing that came to her is what she always do. And that's what we do. But then she remember, I'm not going to let this bother me. I'm going to focus, you know, on because I the enemy want to, you know, like keep me bound, you know, and because she have to focus on her exam or whatever. But we are in that situation. We say, like, thank God. Thank you, Lord, for giving me self-control and even faith, all, all of the fruit. Um, we are not doing it by ourselves, like Holy Spirit working in us to bear that fruit. And it, that's why Jesus connects us to trees, to trees, you know, the vine and the branches, because we have to bear anything that any tree that doesn't bear the fruit, the, you know, it said that it needs to be hewn down and be destroyed. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, Esther. I certainly agree with everything they all said, but also I, I want to add, like, I feel like it's also the acknowledgement of what the fruit that the Holy Spirit puts in you to acknowledge that it's there and to be able to accept it. Because it's almost like when you eat actual fruits, you have to understand, like, what kind of fruits produces what kind of vitamins and how it's going to nourish you and what it's going to do for you in this area. So I think also knowing that what these fruits are going to do for your life like what is the purpose of having obedience what's the purpose of being disciplined what's the purpose of having kindness what's the purpose of having love like to understand the purpose of the fruit also multiplies and adds on to the fruitfulness itself that god gives you because when you know why you why you have something you're able to nurture it even more so it's like also the maintenance is very important so like just knowing that God already gave you guys these fruits. We already gifted with these fruits. And now we just have to attend to it and nurture it and just make sure we know why we have it and what the purpose of these fruits are gonna do for our lives. Because obviously it's for the benefit, but the maintenance of it is very important. Like how Sandy just said, like accountability, like just being to be accountable for what you do. Like a lot of people be like, oh, I can't be this happened, but there's always consequences for your action. And so that's also, I feel like it's a part of, being able to understand the fruits that God gave you because we're, we, we're so quick to blame the enemy, but a lot of times we have a hand in the things that we do. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That, that, that was good. It's a word, Esther. Um, so yeah, we take part in that as well. Uh, go ahead, Symphony, and then Bria. It was actually it was um, um, kind of piggybacking off of what everybody just said. When I think of fruit, I think of life. And, you know, we're dead before we find Christ. And it brought me back to the scripture. What is it? First Corinthians 8, 12 and 13, where it says, I'm sorry, y'all, one second. Um, it says, therefore, if, uh, if my eating a certain food causes my brother to stumble, to stumble uh, or sin, I will not eat such meat ever again, so that I will not cause my brother to stumble. And it kind of speaks to what I was speaking to earlier, as far as like just influence, you know, Moses doing, or yeah, Moses reacting the way that he did in front of the Israelites could have caused doubt, bringing them back into, like, you know, bring them back to be, you know, to being dead, no longer bringing them in a uh, life and wanting them to follow God, bring, bringing upon doubt. So when I think of fruitfulness, I think sometimes just our actions and how God has grown us sometimes speaks to other people, which then causes them to, I'm not going to say it doesn't bring life to them, but it causes them to walk towards the person that does bring life, which is through Jesus Christ. 
Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Um, I know I already answered on that, but I was just going um the scripture that you just read in Luke, and it says, um, and even now the axe is laid at the root of the trees. And like I just found that like not as a threat or anything like that, but mm-hmm. as just a reminder to to us, like it's not <laughs> like that is the that is gonna be the outcome. Um if we bear bad fruit. Mm-hmm. Therefore every tree, therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Um, so what I'm getting from this is, you know, we must either pick a side because I do believe that there's people out there that are, there's others, there's some that's producing good. Um, and then there's some that's producing bad or, you know, of, of the enemy. Um, but the first line, the first verse just really stood out to me that acts is, is laid at the root of the tree like it's like just already. sitting there it's sitting there so you you could just make a choice you're gonna bear good fruit or the moment you decide to bear bad fruit the axe will be picked up just as we were reading and it said like those who don't believe is already condemned like they already judged mm-hmm. like obviously like you know the sky don't crack or anything like that but they already judged already those who don't believe in christ who hasn't accepted christ um yeah, I just find that interesting. Amen, amen. Brittany, did you have something? I see your hand was up. Yeah, I was just again coming into agreement from Maj. You just you just said it best. Um, whatever what everyone said, um, but I was looking up, you know, fruit fruitfulness inside the the Hebrew dictionary, and as everyone has said, like the the word is peri. Um, it says fruit means reward, um, the price, the re- the product or the result. And um, this is like, you know, we go into the word and he calls his disciples to scatter seed. We know that the seed is the word of God mm-hmm. um, and the fruit is the reward, you know, that that comes from the good soil that it's planted on. Um, and so many times we see that fruit is the the result like the byproduct um it's a reward for the righteous it's reminded in the bible it says the righteous will be rewarded i the lord search the heart i try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings in jeremiah amen all right all right all all great stuff y'all all great stuff and we right in line um and I'm going to share my screen real quick because we're going to dive into the word because the Bible confirms itself. Um, no, but the Bible doesn't need anybody to confirm it. It, it confirms itself. Um, and God gives us a good picture of fruitfulness because remember, fruitfulness is a principle. That means it's something that can't be broken. And all throughout the Bible, God points to his desire for us to be fruitful. Um, in Psalms 1, which is, if you know anything about the book of Psalms, the longest book of Psalms, it contains the longest chapter or the longest chapter in the entire Bible. Um, and it's a book of, of pouring out to God and just like just raw truth. And the first chapter, the opening opening book and the opening verses of Psalms points to being fruitful. Um, so I'm going to open it up and, and read it here. 
and then we're going to pass on to somebody else to read the next verse. Um, so Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3, it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditate on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. And this is honestly like, this is one of my favorite verses. I know people have like life verses where they say, you know, this is my life verse. Um, and I don't, I wouldn't say I have a life verse, but this is one that I go back to often because it tells us that if we're planted by Christ, if we're planted by God, we don't got to worry about bearing fruit. We don't have to worry about the fruit, right? And this picture right here is a tree where his roots is in the water. Um, if you know anything about agriculture, um, trees and plants, they need water. If you don't water a plant for too long, it's going to die. So this tree that's planted by the streams of water doesn't have to, it doesn't need the rain. It doesn't need somebody to come and water it. It's already provided for. And that's what God is saying to us is like, when you're planted in me, you're already provided for. Um, and this analogy and this picture is so good. He runs it back in Jeremiah. Um, is anybody able to read? If you can, can you just come off of mute and just read Jeremiah for us? Jeremiah 17? Yep, this verse right here. Okay. Jeremiah 17, verse 7, verses 7 to 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chris. All right. So God runs that same thing back in Jeremiah. Um, so whenever God says something, you need to listen. But if he says it again, then it's like you definitely got to listen. We don't need to go anywhere else for prosperity and for success. We don't need to go anywhere else outside of God. And it's countercultural, like being a Christian, being a true Christian, because there's some Christians out here that really ain't rocking with the Lord like that. But being a true Christian is countercultural. All right. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but we don't have to go anywhere else to bear fruit. All right. And then um, just this last scripture I want to throw on here, because God just really, really poured out, uh, poured this on me is, um, Jesus says, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. From his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. All right. So we all gave definitions of fruitfulness. And I came up with a definition. I put uh, fruitfulness is growth, success, and favor in all that God has called you to sow into. And Esther said multiplication or multiplies. Right. There's going to be physical evidence of God's blessing on your life when you're planted in the Lord. Um, a few other things that came to mind was making disciples like we can't we can't avoid the commission right God called us to make disciples in our Christian yeah. world, we should be making disciples all right our faith should inspire other people to turn to Christ right if, if it's not then what are we really doing all right so fruitfulness is making disciples um, Sandra said it earlier she said that you know usually if she would have got a ticket you know she would have responded a certain way but because she was focused on the Lord um, she responded a different way, right? That's the fruits of the spirit, all right? That's that patience. That's that self-control. So another way of fruitfulness is fruits of the spirit. You should have, sp your spiritual character should be growing. It should be building, 
All right. If you if you got the same attitude that you had two years ago, you're not growing. All right. Yeah. And if you planted by the streams of water, that's impossible. You never you can't be planted by streams of water and not be growing. Amen. So our, our character needs to be growing. All right. So, again, it's not about per perfection, but it's about progression. We should be progressing. We shouldn't be in the same place that we were three, four five years ago. And we've been walking with the Lord this whole time. All right. Another thing. Everything we everything we sow into should be growing. So finances, business, fruitful relationships, our relationship should be growing, right? Your relationship with your parents should be growing, should be thriving, right? God calls us to honor our parents, right? So all those relationships that we're in, they should be growing, right? In those verses, it said, whatever they do, they prosper in, in Psalms 1. Whatever they do, they prosper, all right? So whatever you put your hand to, it prospers. Um, and it also says you never bail, you never fail to bear fruit. Now, while preparing this message, like I had a burden, like I didn't want, I don't want this to be confused with the prosperity message. And it's just so crazy. God is intentional because as Esther gave that prayer earlier, she mentioned like prosperity and prosper multiple times. So I don't want to confuse it with the prosperity uh, message, but this is a principle of God. If you walk with him, success will follow you. God don't lose. He's a God of victory. So if you follow him, victory is going to follow you. You're not going to, you're not going to be able to avoid victory when you're walking hand by hand, step by step with God. All right. Jesus says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Yes. And I'm going to be honest for, for a while, yeah, early, in my, early in my walk, I'm going to be honest, like for a while, I struggled with, um, with like success and, and money um, because I always felt like, you know, I got to struggle, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need to be suffering. I need to be broke for real. Like if I'm having too much success and I'm not following you, um, and God really showed me how this is just a principle. Yes. Right? You sow an apple seed and you put it by water, you water it and you give it sunlight, apples, apple fruits are going to grow from that seed. Amen. Yes. After. Um, so if we delight ourselves in the Lord, and this is like, again, this is not no, you know, if I give God, you know, five minutes every morning and five minutes every night, then he's going to bless me. God's not, he can't be mocked. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like God knows us the same way how we're able to discern if somebody's being sincere. God gave us that ability. So he has that ability to know, is this person really sincere? And if we sincerely delight ourselves in the Lord, meditate on his word day and night, if we eat his word for breakfast, lunch and dinner, if we seek his presence from the depths of our heart, from us will flow rivers of living water that will produce fruit. Yes. Right? Um, we're going to go to a psalm because while I was uh, doing this, uh, studying for this, um, God took me to this psalm. It's Psalms 37. And we're going to read it, uh, just the first 11 verses. And yes, I think... I think this gives us a, a good picture of how God desires us to be fruitful and really the steps that we need to take in order to be obedient to God's command to be fruitful. Um, Whoever is able to read, you can just come off of mute. Um, I'm going to share my screen. Here we go. All right. This is Psalms 37. We're going to read 1 through 11. Read it. All right. Um, do not fret because of evildoers. Be not envious towards wrongdoers, for they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. 
dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Yes. Commit your ways. Commit commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. And he will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Mm -hmm. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Mm -hmm. Do not fret. Do not fret because of him who um, prospers in his ways. Because of the man who carries out wicked schemes, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil doing. Mm -hmm. Evil doers will be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. Yet, a little while, and the wicked man will be no more. No more. Um, and you and you will, and you will look carefully for his place, and he will not be there. But mm-hmm. the humble will inherit the land, and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So yeah, man. Thank you, Dimash. So God was taking me through this thing and I was just, I was just going crazy. I was like, what? Like in this, and I want to get you guys' just, you know, reaction to this. It was obviously in a different place when I was reading it, but I highlighted a few things and these things just stuck out to me. Like they just jumped out at the page of some of the words that I highlighted. Um, does anything about this scripture just like stand out to you, give you comfort or, or anything that you, that comes from it for you? You can go ahead, um, Demaja Bria. Oh, I'll, I'll go. Um, Both of them. <laughs> praise God. Um, I remember I used to, um, like early in my walk, look at other people who could do certain things and mm-hmm. still get blessed, and, or it looked like they're getting blessed either way. But like, um, you know, it just, I just used to be like, I'm going through this, Lord. How come I'm going through this? And I, I'm following your commands and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And, um, you know, what God really showed me, yep, right there, do not, do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. But if you go up a little bit, Mitchie, to um, delight yourself in the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the monster that I stole his stuff. I'm not in your mind, my brother. <laughs> So really the posture had to change. Um, yeah, because, hey. Listen, it was I was doing the right things. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm cultivating fruit. Everything is great, but I'm still complaining about the fact that I have to do it because I'm like, but this person getting blessed and this person getting blessed. But then when I started delighting in it, like I'm happy I get to not curse anymore. I'm happy I'm not bound by sexual um, temptation. Hallelujah. I'm happy I'm not doing like when you start delighting in it, like, oh, this is a bag right here. Then the blessings come because, you know, it's certain like when we're reading about principle, um, the Bible says to um, meditate on the word of the Lord day and night, right? If you just read it one scripture in the morning and one scripture in the night, you will not bear no fruit because you're not meditating on it. It don't say just read it so you get your daily check off on the Bible app. It says to meditate on it, right? So that means that you're thinking about it all day. You're asking God to make that scripture alive in my life. How can I be convicted by this scripture, etc.? And then now you have 
Delight yourself in the Lord. So you're excited about the fact that you're not doing the wrong thing anymore, that you don't have to be bound like other people. So yeah, they may look like they're getting blessed, but like, look, look at the fruit. Like, look how God is blessing me. Even though I don't see the material things, I see a change on the inside. And that means yeah. something has to come on the outside because this same song, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, all of them. So I don't even have to be like, you know, fretting all those things. So I really love this scripture because, you know, yes, we have to dwell in the land and cultivate fruitfulness, but we also have to delight ourselves in the Lord, which means have joy, be jovial about doing the things of God, jovial in his commands. And then we'll start seeing fruit because complaining and doing it is like basically a waste of time, you know, because God knows our heart. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Um. I agree with everything you just said. Um, I don't mean to shine like a light on like just some words, but um, like I remember being, I was just having a conversation, I think of just about like, when do we think like we were like, actually like saved? Or what, no, when do we think like we actually believe, right? Like when, like what, at what point? Because looking back now, um, I thought I believed before I, I thought I believed at one point in my life, but I, I don't think I did, right? And as you read in the scripture, just as you you walk with the Lord, it's just like, you really have to ask yourself, like, what does dwell mean? Like, am I, am I delighting myself in him? Like, am I, like, do I dwell in the land? Do I, like, how do I, um, um, you know, sometimes you're in situations where you're asking God to do something so you get something like, or okay, Lord, I'll stop doing this if you could give me that. Like a lot of times mm. in our walks, it's like I'm doing, I'm just doing all these things so I could get this thing. And mm-hmm. when you read these scriptures and you really just, just really just see what the actual verses are saying as a whole, it's not to get anything. Um, it, it would just speak, it would just speak about what's being done. And, and, and like, they would just talk about him just trusting the Lord and, and, and doing good. And then, you know, like the scripture said, all other things are going to be added and it's just like, all right, but if I'm thinking about the other things, if I put the other things first, I can't be mad if the things are not added to me, but I have to, mm. I have to just really just focus and just dwell in the land that he wants me to be in delight myself in him and not look away from him to mm-hmm. look at the things that are coming because I feel like it's easy for for us to just get lost because what happens when you're truly seeking for the Lord like dying to yourself like really just so much fruit is just coming from it you're not even worried about like Mitch said about making disciples or anything like that you're not even worried about um all these other things that sometimes weigh us down as believers focus on him but you're still making disciples you're still doing this you're doing that soon as we take our eyes off of him and off of that spot and start looking at what's coming in Mm -hmm. it's easy for us to just get lost in it I feel like that's why a lot of people start off you know, Holy fire. Spirit fit, mm-hmm. on fire, Holy Spirit filled, and then so much things happen, and then it's just like, like yeah, now I gotta worry about my brand. Like now, this is before everything now, and it's, it, you know, it's, 
it's, it's just a covering that comes with it. And just to add on what Mitchie said, I remember when I first came out here, Bria um, introduced me to um, um, somebody that she used to go to school with. Somebody that, no, not school with, Delhi. Yeah, Dolly. we was in fraternity and sorority. He was, he was in a fraternity. So he's a, he's a pastor now. And, um, he just actually just became a pastor mm-hmm. in um in the city in Baltimore. But he denounced it. He denounced. Him. So I, I went to his house. I just stopped by his house one time. And me and was just was just talking. And he was just telling me about the things that, like, a lot of times, the conversation was so, was so good. He was just saying how a lot of times as believers, you know, when we want to go out to places, a lot of times we're going to, I guess you could say, worldly establishment, right? And then we have to kind of be uncomfortable in their environments, right? But there's not a lot of environments for believers where, you know, um, others could come in and not say not be, not saying we're welcoming them to be uncomfortable, but, you know, they can be influenced by um, the spirit, right? And he was just saying, like, a lot of times, you know, people um, just you know, look at themselves as a cup. We always speak about it as a cup. We want to, um, we just want to have, um, we just want to be filled to the brim, right? But like, there's a difference between a cup and actually like a, like a pipe. And mm. even like, when we connect ourselves to everything, like to all the things that God, um, and we were just talking, all the things that he has placed there, like when we mm-hmm. truly set our eyes to him and really do the things that he, um, told us to do right and that that goes with just growing every day and i'm just i'm speaking about everything right i'm speaking about feast and everything like we tap into a to a line of water mm. it's no there's no cap onto it it's like a pipe. there's no limit of water that's just going through us just um we're not going to need to worry about how we're going to get the funds to do the things that he is telling us to do or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just going to just happen. Like he's just going to provide in such a way. Um, so, yeah, I just did the words and the highlight mm-hmm. is so important to me. Cause it's like, you know, delighting. We look at that and say like, am I delighting now in the Lord? Like, like, do I sit down and do I have joy, you know, in his presence? Like, do I trust him? Like that work, you know, we always say trust the Lord, but it's like, do I trust him? Like majority of the times when things come up, like, do I actually trust that he has me in his hand, mm-hmm. that nothing is going to happen to me? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like those questions are so important because mm-hmm. if you don't, then you bring That's- that to like, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Praise God living water Amen. Esther. yeah just to like add on to what he was saying um and what Sabria was saying before because i feel like sometimes as believers when we see certain people that are prosperous and things that it seems like they are like you know when they have all the riches in the world and all this stuff but like when you really look at them they're, they're full of such sadness and such grief because they don't have God. And, and like the, the scripture that when it says faithfulness, right? We cultivating faithfulness. You have to cultivate things that you have not seen, right? Mm-hmm. And that's powerful. So to not be able to see something, but to still have a strong faith and belief in it, to know that this was already promised to you, whether you can see it or not, it's going to happen. Like it's a, it's a huge deal when you see, and then you see some people 
who they were like sold their whole life into becoming rich and never nurture their souls or anything. And they don't have God in them. They, they don't have, they don't even feel love. They can have all this money in the world. There's the love, the absence of love is killing them. Like they're literally killing themselves because they have no, no sight of happiness, nothing. They have nothing to look forward to. And as Christians, as true believers, we have a whole lot to look forward to, whether we see it or not, or if we even hear it. We already know it's been promised to us that we're going to inherit the land. Whether you see it or not, and like Demar was saying, like we don't do these things because of what God promised us, but because when we take the light in the things the Lord takes the light in, your whole posture changes. Like you, you get happy. You really have a good time in the Lord. Like the things that you thought you would never like have fun in or enjoy, you end up enjoying it with people who also like minded like you. I think Amen. also adding to that, like that, that is the importance of having the, the love for the fellowship and the brethren. And I'm so happy that God puts that in the scripture because if you don't have brethren to praise God um, with you, it's, it's tough. It's harder to even stay in your faithfulness. But when you have other people, like how we have this Bible study every Saturday and how some of them have like personal relationship, it helps grow in your faithfulness. It helps you grow yes. because whether or not you see the goodness of the Lord, you have people that you can share with, that you can be reminded. So that whenever you, you, get, you get sidetracked by the things that the world are doing, you can be reminded that those things are temporary. Like it says, it will wither like grass. Like, you know, we have four seasons and the grass is not always there. Like sometimes you see snow and, and, the, and the land doesn't look the greatest. And that's what, what it's also alluding to. Just knowing that you have a God that's stronger than all seasons and that he is still through it all. And that happiness can be restored in you at any given time. You just have to call into him. You just have to have the faith. Because these people, they will sacrifice everything and don't have any faith in the Lord. And so everything just withers away. The money, yeah. it, may, it may seem like it's there, but just imagine what they have to sacrifice. And they, they yeah. sacrifice things that whoever they sacrifice to, they, they cannot replenish it. Where like God does not tell us to sacrifice human beings. He tells us to sacrifice the evil doings, the evilness of this world. And he replenishes it with goodness. All the goodness that he can give us. All the fruits. You know, the kindness, the love. Like you get filled to the brim. Like you say, like a pipe. Like the Margaret was saying, you get filled to, to the brim. Like you have a, a plumber that doesn't even play about you. Like you really, when they say replenish, like God put the R in the word replenish. It's not something to play with. Like the restoration that he gives us, like it's crazy. Like I've just been thinking about it sometimes just looking at the trees and how no matter how many seasons pass, the trees, they stay there. The foundation is still strong. The foundation is still strong. I don't care how where you live in New York, even through the winter, you still see trees. You still see trees, and that's how I feel like God wants us to remain in our faithfulness. He doesn't want us to wither away like how grass is, or whatever the case may be, but be there like a tree. Stand, stand stuck in there like a trunk, and to know that God is the one that's going to root you, and that your faithfulness is going to ground you as well, because it doesn't matter if you see the goodness of God, but just know that it's there. Praise God. Amen. 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 Yes, I'll try to uh, make it short. But for me, I'm looking at it very differently. I can't get past the first three words, fret not thyself. And uh, I believe many times, even talking to myself right now, I think sometimes we worry too much. We fret too yes. much, worry too much. And I think we need to leave the frets to the guitars, right? Okay. And 
a lot <laughs> a lot of the times it's like and when i think of you know mitchy's topic here um you know fruitfulness a fruit of the spirit is peace so he will really keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him so many times we're worrying we're fretting about this person we're fretting about that person we're fretting about voodoo workers we're fretting about witches and, and wizards and warlocks when the scripture says, fret not thyself because of evildoers, God literally wants us to be at peace in him and bask in him. And when I think of the scripture, when, when Peter had an encounter with Simon, he didn't say, oh my gosh, Simon is, is a wizard. He bewitched the people of Samaria. Oh my gosh, I'm so scared. Nah, <laughs> Simon wasn't fretting. Uh, Peter wasn't fretting about Simon because he, <laughs> he knows, like the scripture says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. And as it goes down, it says, you know, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass. Mm. So it's like, you know, having that peace in God is knowing like, yo, God got this. I don't I don't have to worry about this person. I don't have to worry about that because I'm a I'm an embodiment of the fruit of the spirit of peace. So that's that's my spiel. Praise God. If you may I please, I didn't want to go. It's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, Mama Lorraine had her hand up though. So, yeah, you know, I have to connect with, I connect with everybody, but like what Chris, when I raise my hand, I'm saying like, I just wanted to, 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 to say it like what Chris is saying, like, oh my goodness, this Psalm, it, the Lord wants us not to fret because of evildoers. And even, I think this, like this word, Brother Mitch, it's so important because, because of the craziness that's going on, like people are manifesting things and it coming to pass. It, it, like 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 Satan have power. It's coming to pass. I, I remember I was used to watch this girl on YouTube and she always gave ideas about homes to buy and whatever. And I'm telling you, like some months ago, I was watching her and she said, I've been manifesting. She was on vacation. I've been manifesting this and everything she started name was she manifested. And she had those things. And I, I had to stop watching her anyways, because that's evil. So, uh, so a lot of people, especially like the younger people, like young kids and you know young adults seeing like people being people manifesting things and it's coming to pass and then when nothing nothing is going on for them um because when when we serve the lord we have to wait we have to wait so nothing is going for the, going on for them and they start get frustrated they start wonder oh I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a child of god and nothing is going on for me and those person who really even talk bad about god who don't care about god and things are happening for them so that's why this scripture like, i think somebody to just keep this scripture you know as an encouragement because god god speak about um do not fret yourself and then he tell you you're gonna inherit the land and then he tell you in the end that they're gonna cut off it's just for a time because they did not went through a process, a process. They did not seek riches or whatever they have wealth. Whatever is happening, they are getting. They did not seek it the right way. They seek it from the enemy. And that, that's death. Because the wages of sin is death, but the gift. So they didn't go through that process. I think Brittany just put in, in, in the chat that God, the, the, he, he, showed, he, he gives us an idea that the end is going to be perfect. But that process that you have to go through, because you have to grow. Because when the God gives you, you're not gonna know what to do with it. You're gonna you're gonna have a maybe you grow up poor or mediocre. You, you, you're just gonna have you're just gonna have that mentality. You're not gonna you're not gonna grow and learn how you fit steward whatever the Lord give you. You're gonna run go buy car, you're gonna buy house. 
I, you, you don't know that the Lord wants you to do something else first. You don't need such an import, like such an expensive house, expensive car. So you have to learn certain things while in that process. But the wicked, their end is bad. They're going to be cut off. Amen. 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 Go ahead, Bria. Praise God. Um, I just wanted to give a quick, 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 um, like piggyback story, but it's going to be so quick. But anyways, the do not fret because of evildoers. Um, you know, while I was in the hospital, you know, it was like, I would say like, you know, a supernatural experience, praise God. But, you know, um, while I was there, first of all, before I, um, went to the hospital, um, you know, I, I, you know, declared things and, you know, asked God certain things and stuff like that. And God has shown me different things. He, um, even when I was going in to the hospital, um, like, uh, you know, people, my, Mama Lorraine said she had a dream concerning me and labor and this and that. Like my my best friend texted me the same morning. It was all kinds of stuff. So I'm like, oh, God got his hand all over this thing. While I'm in there though, there's a lady who is attended to me and it just happened to be me. I feel like it it just, the, the enemy just, you know, he knew what time it was because he knew something was about to happen in the hospital. But anyways, um, the, the midwife that I had was like, you know, like, I'm concerned about baby and I wish I can give you definite answers, but I don't have my crystal ball with me. And anybody who know me, like, don't mention no crystal ball. Like, don't, don't do it with me. And she just, every time she mentioned the baby, she always mentioned her crystal ball. It was so annoying, right? And I'm I'm sitting there like, she don't even know who she's talking to. So while she's talking, every time I'm like, literally after every word, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Every word she talked, right? Oh like everything and she had like this like witchy vibe like you know like real earthy crystal ball-y kind of thing she was doing and I'm just like it, it had to be me like nobody else but it had to be me right so I'm in there I got on Jesus covered me under the blood I'm playing Chris Alp EP I'm hey. I'm singing every old negro spiritual song you could think of like off in that hospital they can hear me down the hallway demont every nurse that came in there they was like um wow we feel like we're in church i'm like you are you about to see something you really are in church this is the truth um because they were just so like um she was like i'm not saying we are but like it's looking like c-section mom it's looking like it that's not what the lord told me it's not looking like that actually (laughs) saying that like they they were like we just don't want to unalive baby because they don't use the dead word in there they just say unalive i'm like you listen god didn't promise me no unalive i wasn't leaving nothing (laughs) no we learned learned today about living waters that's including me that's including my child and everything that come from her so I'm not, I, don't mention that word around me. Like, no. And while I'm there, I'm just rebuke. And when I say rebuke, 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 I don't want to hear nothing from that witch. Like, I'm rebuke. And most people will be like crying, like, like you know, and I had moments, but but I was in pain. So that that's really the most where that most of my crying came from. But like, as far as what she was saying, when I say I was not moved, I'm not having a C-section. I'm looking at this lady like, that's not happening. And she was like, if you choose not to do it, like you, you will just have to fo- sign a form that I tried to get you to do the right thing as a doctor. And you went against my medical, that baby came out in five pushes. 
I didn't mm -hmm. a thing. I didn't have a tear, not one. I left the hospital literally hours after. Nothing was wrong with Zion or me. She passed all her tests with flying colors. People don't even leave the doctor as soon as I did. And it was like, mom, you can stay one more night. I rebuke you too. I'm not staying here. So y'all can say <laughs> over me again. No, I'm not staying here. But like literally, okay. literally when, when, when I was about to push, the lady was like, um, oh, you're fully dilated. Let's just see how, you know, how close baby is. Cause so most times when it's your first baby, you push maybe an hour. She went, I pushed one time. She was, the mom was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. She was like the head, the head. Like literally <laughs> one time, five pushes later, the baby was here, you know? And, um, most, I'm not saying most people, but when you're not a believer and somebody, and I, and I hate that they do this to moms, especially when you're a new mom, like, you know, oh, we, we're, we're scared about baby and, you know, we may have to do this and whatever. And if you're not in Christ and you're tired from being in labor pains and, you know, all this stuff, you will really let them do anything to you. You know, sure. um, I just thank God for his wisdom. I thank God for him, um, you know, just giving me the strength to not fret. Like, I'm telling you, I looked at that lady like I'm not doing it. She was like, well, it's, you know, this is my medical advice, but I don't take wisdom from medicals. I take wisdom from the Lord. That's the thing about me. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, no C-section and I was perfectly fine and I'm home. And I just wanted to mention that testimony because um, sometimes like when we hear not so great news, we go into panic mode. This is the opportunity for somebody to get praise. People was coming back in the room like, wow, it happened just the way you wanted. Remember Demond? Like mm -hmm. the nurses, I'm like, y'all probably was in the next room talking about this girl not going to be able to do it because it just looked like the opposite situation. And then mm -hmm. God just allowed it to happen the way he wanted it to. So I'm just grateful. Like, don't fret. Like, it's going to be hard not to, especially when, you know, you have something in mind that you know the Lord told you was going to happen. And then mm -hmm. Around you looks like the opposite, and then you got even people sometimes that'll be naysayers in your ear seeing the complete opposite, and then you have to still stand on. I'm gonna have peace through this situation. Like I'm gonna trust the Lord through this situation. It's either God definitively said a thing, or He is a liar. It's only two options. And let God be true, and every man be a liar. And the the, the, the midwife staff and the nurses look like big liars yesterday. Because I'm <laughs> perfectly fine, so no, praise God. Or the day before yesterday, yeah, it's been days. Some of them the pushing group was good, but like, but God did that intentionally because He didn't want nobody touching her that wasn't supposed to. That's another story. <laughs> amen. Hey. Amen. Amen. I wanted to just add, um, just about I heard someone say, um, say like manifesting, yeah. believing. It's it's completely different. So a lot of people manifested in general um a lot of people believe that they have the power to just say a thing um and it becoming and a lot of times people don't realize like yeah like that like the enemy is really out there given to people right you know whether it's witches or whatever like really out there given to people um because you know when when people hear what was it, um, Ephesians six, right? And it speaks about the armor, and then uh, it speaks about um, uh, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, right? Against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places, like heavenly places. Like we're not speaking about, you know, 
like 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 Satan is already in hell. Like no, like just like in Job, um, like walking around roaring and just like in um, what is it, Peter? I think it's first or second Peter. Um, like we have an enemy and he's not just our enemy but we're an enemy to him yeah and that is something that we have to be um reminded of and the reason why me personally i stay away from them far away from the manifest like whether if it's like with god I just stay far away from it because i don't believe i have the power to do anything um without god right um exactly and then the question is like yeah um, just just like it, you think about the three Hebrew boys, right? When they were speaking to Nebuchadnezzar and they told them, um, Nebuchadnezzar told them that they need to bow and they refused to bow. They knew they were going to die. And they said their God is able to deliver them from this situation. But even if he doesn't, basically he's still good. A lot of times in those, the, a lot of times we have the mindset of, and I think you mentioned it too, and Frank always you know, um, saying this, like a lot of us don't pray for like endurance. Like we don't, like a lot of times we will pray for, pray, pray for what we want. And then say we're going through something or say we're battling against something, but it's, and it's months long praying for it and praying for it. Like, yeah, like some things we could pray away, but sometimes like we're supposed to be asked praying for strength to endure through that thing especially if yeah. we're ch children of god like a lot of times when our life is in his hand things that we're going through is going to be ordained like there's going to be a reason why we're going through it and you know we don't really like speak about not not speaking for everyone but that's not really a thing to endure yeah through like through like bad things mm -hmm. so i always look at like enduring and manifesting as something that's clashing against each other because then in that situation of the hebrew boys could have just said like i'm i'm not gonna die or um uh, or whatever they could have said but they accepted to know that their posture saying that no like we're standing yeah. on, we're standing on the word we're standing on our faith and th that's how we're gonna leave it and our god is able to deliver us from this but if he don't like oh well like, and i feel like that just speaks that just says a lot about um our faith and our walk and our position the main thing is just be in alignment same as the topic that we're doing now just just staying in alignment with him and everything is going to be added because they did that right they did that and um whether if it was jesus but it was another figure in the fire with them that God saw what they did and covered them. Yes, amen. Good stuff, Demage. And I wanted to touch, just piggyback real quick off the manifesting thing. Um, the goal is not to get fruit. The goal is to be fruitful. Mm. So there's a big difference if somebody were to just give you 100 apples, right, versus you bearing fruit. Okay, so just because you get something, the enemy can give you fruit. Enemy can point you to the wrong fruit, right? We see it in the garden and in, in the first few pages of the Bible. All right, so we're manifesting just because you get something, that don't mean it's from God. Um, and, and Mama Lorraine said, 
manifesting outside of the will of God is very bad. And I like the fact you threw very in there because it's dangerous. Yes. It's some, it's some people that's getting everything they want. And that's the worst thing that can happen to them. You know, I was having a conversation with my cousin yesterday. We was talking about the lotto is 1.2 billion. I was like, honestly, for some people, that'd be the worst thing that ever happened to them if they hit the lotto. All right. So yeah. we got to We got to be careful. Um, knowing the difference between receiving fruit and being fruitful. All right. Um, and real quick, before we move off of uh, Psalms 37, uh, I just want to touch really quickly on some of these words we got highlighted. So dwell, right? We, a lot of us talked about dwell and dwell means to abide, to remain, to reside. It also means to keep your attention directed. So we got to dwell with the Lord. We got to live with God. God got to live with us. It's not just a five minute in the morning kind of thing. This is a, nah, I live with God. Um, and then we also got to repent daily because all of us like sheep have strayed away and we tend to stray away, right? If you know anything about sheep, sheep tend to stray. That's what they do, right? That's why they need a shepherd. If you leave a sheep by himself, he's just going to stray. Um, and all of us tend to stray. No matter, I don't care what kind of believer you think you are, you got moments where you tend to stray away. That's why that daily repentance is very important in, in the Lord's prayer is repentance in there. Forgive us for our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. We got to repent daily because we all got weaknesses and we all tend to stray. All right. So if we're going to dwell with God in a way that we can be fruitful. Repentance has to be a continual thing. Um, the next word is cultivate. And this is dope because this is an agricultural word. This is directly for growing fruit, growing, uh, growing plants. Right. And cultivate means to foster growth by labor and care. All right. So in our relationship with God, it's not based on works, but we got to labor and care for this relationship with God in a way that sometimes prayer takes effort. I know we've all been there sometimes when you want to pray and you just don't feel nothing like you get these and you just don't feel nothing. I heard a, um, I was listening to a message the other day and the dude was like, um, sometimes you got to pray until you're praying and then you got to pray until you have prayed which just means keep on praying. Oh. Don't just say, yeah, I ain't feeling it. All right, God, thank you. Nah, get on your knees and bow down and worship and glorify and lift him up and give him the time that he deserves, the honor that he deserves. Lord, I don't feel like praying right now, but I'm gonna just praise you. I'm gonna worship you. You are holy. You are awesome. I'm gonna just talk about how good you are because you deserve it. You know what I'm saying? So that's labor. It takes time. It takes effort to cultivate that relationship with God. And Jesus says, what, you, what your father sees you doing in secret, he'll reward you for. All right. Now, we're not doing it for the rewards. But again, God can sense your sincerity and he knows what you want. Um, Bria mentioned delight. Take great pleasure in the Lord. Delight means to be satisfied. Right. Are you satisfied with God? Right. Does God give you satisfaction? Right. And we know what satisfaction is because we've all been in the world. You know what I'm saying? We know what pleasure is because we've all been in the world. So we know what that feels like. We know what that's like. Does God do that for you in your spirit, in the depths of your soul? Do you feel satisfaction from God? Like, do you have a long day and be like, man, I can't wait to go and get in God's presence, man. I need God right now, right? Do you take breaks from the world and say, you know, I just need God right now. That's what it means to take delight in the Lord, that he satisfies you like a, a cold drink in the summer, right? Um, delight in the delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And it's, it's very similar to the mindset earlier to Matthew 6 33, where it says, seek first the kingdom and all these things will be given to you. 
All right. So it's not about the desires of our heart. That's not what it's about. It's about delighting in the Lord. And because he's a good father, he's going to give us the desires of our heart. But if we chasing the desires of our heart, he's not going to give that to us because we're chasing the blessing and we're forgetting the blesser. You know what I'm saying? So there's a priority that we got to put God in. It's a throne that he sits on and we got to acknowledge him and bow down to acknowledge the throne that he's on because he's holy and we're humans and we need him in order to do anything on this earth. All right. Um, rest in the Lord. This is one that a lot of believers, a lot of believers today don't believe in rest. Right. People say like the Sabbath is oh, it's Old Testament. No. I'm here to tell you, God is telling you to rest. You need to rest. You cannot work 24 seven, seven days a week. You need to rest. Um, I got a Psalm pulled up here. Um, Psalm 127. This is one of my, oh dang, I just exited out. Um, oh, I definitely just exited out. It's all good. Psalm 127, it says, I have it here. Um, it is useless for you to work so hard early morning until late night anxiously working for food to eat for god gives rest to his loved ones all right god wants you to rest one god wants you to rest because you need it but two rest shows that you trust god all right when you're in a situation and you desire some kind of effort or some kind of work sometimes god's just like yo just show i got this just relax i got it and you'll be amazed at him doing it and then it's a testimony like it some of the best times on Bible studies be when people just got like real testimonies. And it's just like, dang, that was so encouraging. We be robbing God of testimonies because we be trying to do too much. Sometimes we just need to rest, right? Today is a Sabbath, rest. Shut your email off, shut your phone off. You need to rest, all right? Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. And we all said it, like we can't be looking at other people because they, they prospering. Right, that's it's, it's coveting, right? It's, it's it's one of the ten commandments. Do not covet. It's number ten. Do not covet, right? If you looking at somebody all day and what they got, and they like, look at all these apples I got. Look at these oranges. Now I got these kiwis. I got these seeded watermelon. You are gonna be like, dang man, all I got is this. I don't, I don't really got much. I got one apple, right? It's gonna be hard. Naturally, your human nature is gonna covet that, right? So we can't covet and fret because of other people who is prospering in their way. God says anybody who's prospering in their own way, rottenness will soon come. All the fruits they got, soon they're going to start to smell rottenness and maggots, right? And that's not what we want. We want fruit that's going to last, all right? And then the last thing I highlighted was abundant prosperity. Again, it's not a prosperity message. This is a byproduct of dwelling with the Lord, right? When you cultivate your relationship, you delight in the Lord, you rest in him and you trust him. You, God's going to have, it's not even that he's doing anything. This is just what happens, right? You're going to be prosperous. It's not always material pros prosperity. Sometimes is like Bria said, I don't struggle with the, the sexual lust that I used to struggle with. That's prosperity, right? I, I get to fellowship with my brothers and sisters. That's prosperity. Um, so yeah, abundant prosperity is not just material. Uh, Adriana, you got some? Yeah, um, I wanted to just touch on the prayer aspect. Sorry, going a little backwards. Um, because I had went to a four-night prayer um, revival thing at this church. And every single night, we were literally praying and worshiping for four hours straight. 
the first night was good. Um, but the second night, I ain't gonna lie, like I was getting kind of tired. Like, it's like, all right, the third night, I was like getting tired of standing. But then the fourth night was so powerful. Um, and when I tell you there was so much like healing that was taking place, so much revelation that was taking place from just being in a place where people are just truly worshiping and praying nonstop without ceasing. Um, it was just a powerful thing. And it really brought to my attention how much um, time we devote to other things without being in his presence, because the glory and greatness of God of everything that we're seeking is not going to truly come to us if we're not dwelling in him. Like we're, we're only going to see so much of him if we're not seeking to know more of him. Right. Um, and then it also brought into perspective, there was a guest pastor there from the middle East who was, um, leading the worship and the prayer for the first two nights. And he just brought it into perspective of how much, um, like the Americas don't like go into prayer as much and go into worshiping as much and how there's a lot of people in other countries who just worship and pray for hours and hours on end. And it's just like, dang, like, it's just, it's just brought into so much perspective, like how much a little time in my prayer life, where well, I thought it was a lot because it was growing, but there's people out there really praying for hours. Granted, I know we have lives and stuff, but are we really like setting time aside to just sit there for two, three hours and just worship? But yeah, I just wanted to share that. Amen, amen. Yes, and I'm saying it's a lot. It's a lot of powerful events. It's a lot of people fellowshipping. And I think the deeper we get into just like community, we just got connects the dots with a lot of different people. Um, so that's dope. Um, we're going to go to, uh, can we just finish talking about, I need my question answered, please. Um, Sandra, what's your question? I just want to know if I manifest that I want my own family, if that's good or bad. Amen. Does anybody want to answer Sandra? I can answer real quick. Um, so the thing about it is Sandra, um, the Bible doesn't tell us to manifest something. It tells us to pray, to seek the Lord, um, and, and we'll get things according to his will and his purpose for us. Um, so I don't encourage you to manifest anything at all, right? Um, if you want, believe God has something for you or you want something from God and you think that it's according to his will, you can pray and ask for his will to be done in your life. Um, the only thing that can be manifested is God's glory. That's that's the thing that we want manifested. That's the only thing that we see associated with manifestation in the Bible. God manifests his glory through situations, right? Through um, promises, stuff like that. So it's not up to us to make up our mind what needs to be manifested. We submit our will to Christ um, and then we pray on a thing. And if it's his will, it will come to pass and we will see his glory manifested in that thing. So if you want a family um, and you think that it's God's will for your life, you pray and you ask God, Lord, it's my desire to be a mother or to have a family or whatever. If it's your will, um, I pray that that thing can happen for me. And then, you know, God will answer you in either doing it or um, give you a definitive answer, yes or no, or whatever. I hope that answers your question. Amen, amen. Um, and yeah, I, I was gonna go right back here. God's word is true. He says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. 
right? God knows what you want. You know what I'm saying? He made Abraham wait a little bit before he gave him what he wanted. And sometimes he's going to make you wait for it, but that's where we got to cultivate that faithfulness. Um, but the but the root of it, like we talking about being a tree planted, the root is delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. <clears throat> go ahead. Um, Gio, go ahead. Um, and I could testify to what you and uh, Bri is saying. I always bounce back to Jeremiah 33, verse 3, my favorite verse, because I've seen it and I see it every day. If you go to Jeremiah 33, verse 3. I could connect to it and show that, you know, you have to have faith in God and, and it's, you have to have faith in God first, not yourself. Um, if you read that, I'm driving. I got you, bro. It says, call to me, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Amen. Right. So, so. I was, I always wanted to join the military. Honestly, I don't know how I became a businessman, but it was because of the grace of God. Because if it was up to me, I would have done 20 years in the Marine Corps. But um, I always dreamed of joining the military and um, I prayed on it. I prayed on it. I, it took me two years to pass the ASVAB test, which is an entry test you need to be able to enlist. I remember I went to boot camp training and I'll never forget this day. I never cried so much, but nobody never saw me cry. It was behind closed doors. And I was on the range. I never shot a gun in my life and I failed. And they said Monday, it was four of us that went on there. And I remember the sky, sky was blue. I'm in South Carolina, Paris out, crying to the point that I came and looked through my scope to shoot. It was blurry. And they were talking about, oh, you got until Wednesday or Tuesday to qualify. So everybody got comfortable. But I'm crying. I'm like, Lord, please. Because if I failed, they would have dropped me back a cycle. So I would have been in training for in total four months and it's supposed to be three months and nobody wants to be in the hot sun for four months. And I passed out of all those three people, not because I said, yo, I shall pass this uh, 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 range. I'm going to do it. I'm going to become a Marine. No, I had to pray and use the techniques. You get what I'm saying? So manifestation it's not something to be harped on. It's something that you got to put your faith in God first because he know the beginning and the end. Amen. 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 Yeah, I, I would pray that the Lord would manifest. Holy Spirit manifest. Yeah. That's, that's where the power is at. Amen. Sandra, you good? Wait, um, Mitchie, any any other questions outside of like, you know, what we talking about in Bible study, like, you know, just, you know, personal questions concerning the faith and stuff like that. Um, just send it to us directly and then we'll probably drop it in chat this week and maybe answer it because we want Mitchie to be able to get through the lesson. Praise God. All right, amen, amen. <clears throat> All right, cool. So we gonna, um, we finished up reading uh, where in Psalm 37, we talk about prosperity or success. Um, and in Joshua one, I forgot. I think Symphony says she's in Joshua. Pivotal point in in the history of the children of Israel. Right, Moses just died, and God has given Joshua instructions like, "Yo, this is what you need to do." It's a couple million people he's leading, and he gives him this instruction: keep this book of the law always on your lips. 
meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. All right. Again, we go back to Psalms one. You'll see a theme here. You'll see a, a parallel here. Meditate on his law day and night. Whatever they do prospers. All right. Now, when God says something once is important. When he say it again, you got to pay attention. Meditate on it day and night. This is Joshua again. Meditate on it day and night. You will be prosperous and successful. Psalm one, meditate on his law day and night. Whatever you do, they prosper. Um, so I just want to throw a question out there to the group. Uh, briefly, we just get a couple people to respond. What's the difference between just reading the Bible and meditating on God's word? Um, for me specifically, it's funny you chose that verse because as I started reading Joshua, that's the verse that God literally told me to jot down and read every day. And um, you know how sometimes you, you, you're you studying a, a book in a Bible and you feel like you got to wake up like, for me, like my, my time to read is in the morning because I want to meditate on the word every day. But sometimes you feel like I got to read the whole chapter. I got to read this big blurb. But what Holy Spirit is doing for me it could be a section it could be a little section and then I'll get this revelation and I literally make it my business to think about the lesson like that lesson that I got that morning and it all never for myself it never fails it always applies to some either let's just say bad habit maybe I have or a, a thought process that that's going on throughout the day or it pops up or and then the next day it's like am I continuing or am I going back and I'll go back and sometimes it's like go back and read what I said again read it again and and it takes it just to another level so I feel like that meditating on the word is literally allowing Holy Spirit to guide you number one in your readings and in your studies and write writing down what what you learn what what is the Holy Spirit saying to you in that moment and literally make it a make it a um a habit of thinking about that thing, even if it doesn't necessarily apply, but thinking about it constantly throughout the day. Praise God. Praise God. Go ahead, Brittany. Amen. I agree with that. Um, coming to agree with that fully. I was saying um, very similar. Reading to me is just like consuming. Um, it's almost like when you're just eating just to eat and then meditating um, is dwelling. Um, surrendering your burdens like and studying the word of the Lord because behind every word that he has in here every sentence there's deeper meaning if you dive into it in the Hebrew dictionary amen 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 I also just want to quickly add to that meditating um to his word too is also bringing his word back to him and meditating on it is taking it in prayer and having a conversation about whatever you read with God and asking him to really like show you and reveal things to you. Um, asking Holy Spirit to like help you remember what it is you read with revelation. Um, our prayers become so powerful when we bring that word back to him in our prayers. And once we do that, like Holy Spirit will just start to reveal stuff to us. Amen, amen. Good stuff, y'all. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot more than just reading it, because there's some people who read the Bible just to try to disprove the Bible. All right. So meditating on God's word is much different than just reading it. And in the Latin. So I did a little bit of research on on the word meditate. So the Latin root word for meditate is ponder. 
and it means to consider something deeply or to weigh carefully. And God kind of gave me this vision of like the scale. You remember like the old scales, like not the electronic joints, but the joints you had to step on and like move the, the joint. Like you had to go to 50, 100, and then you had to go 151, 152. You remember them joints? Um, so yeah, to, yeah, yeah, the old school scales. Um, so God was showing me that when you weigh something carefully, you need to be paying attention to those numbers, right? Sometimes you go a little bit ahead and sometimes you go a little bit behind and then you go like right to the middle until it finally goes to the number that you weigh, All right. So to meditate on something is to just do, to do that with the word, right? Sometimes you in Psalms and then God take you to John and it's like, dang, that remind me of something. I read Genesis a couple weeks and you go to Gen just to get that full revelation, right? And then you, sometimes you just sit with it like, man, what is, what are you saying right now? Right. In the Hebrew, the word for meditate is Hagah, and it means to imagine, to growl, to utter, and to roar. And I just thought that that was, that was interesting, and it made me think about um, Jacob when he wrestled with God. All right, so Jacob in, in Genesis, um, you know, Isaac's son, he went to, uh, he was traveling, and it said he was wrestling with God. And it got to the point where he was like holding on to God, and he says, I will not let you go until you bless me. Right. And God blessed him. And that's what we got to do with the world. We got to wrestle with the word. We got to imagine. We got to ponder. We got to yeah. wow. We got to have like a, an experience with God's word. Um, I want to say something. God's word is holy. So it's not just some word that like somebody gave somebody and some dude wrote it down. And it's like another self-help book. Like that's not it. We got to revere his word and see it for what it is. It's holy. So his word is going to reveal things to you that only God can reveal to you, all right? So we're having an experience with God's word when we meditate on his word. Um, Williams, you got something? Yes, I do. Good morning, everyone. Um, so I just want to share a little short testimony in regards to um, reading the word and also meditating on the word. Um, so I just started this journey with getting to know God for myself. Um, and normally when I read the Bible, I don't understand it. And I would just read it because, you know, it's what a good Christian would do. Just read the Bible. That's what I thought. But lately I've been, my prayer has been different. And I'm like, Lord, I want to dwell in you. I want to understand your word. Teach me, let the Holy Spirit lead me. And, um, I had a list of books that I wanted to read. Um, and John was supposed to be the second book. I was supposed to start in Romans. And then the other day I was reading and like, I just pray. And I'm like, Lord, let your Holy Spirit lead me in where you want me to go. And same time, the Holy Spirit lead me to John. And I was supposed to start in Romans. So now I started reading John and it's like, it, it becomes so clear to me. It's like, I get so excited. I don't want to put the book down. And normally I don't like reading. And now I, I just get so excited, especially when God is like, you know, talking certain things and I get to under, understand. It's like, you know, at first when I was reading it, it's like the Bible was in Spanish to me. I don't understand it. But now it's like I'm deciphering through the Holy Spirit, what the, 
what God has been saying to me. And it's just, it's just an amazing feeling. I don't want to put it down. And I just want to, I would sit for hours and read. I would get up like having things to do. And I would be like, you know what, let me just read one chapter. And then one chapter I read in John and then it, it sent me to Matthew and then it sent me to Roman. And I just like, it, it's a good feeling to dwell in the word of the Lord. Mm, mm, amen. Praise God. You got me hype. You got me hype. <laughs> Praise God. That's awesome. And I think, I mean, I've been, I know what that feels like when you just like in it and you really just like wrestling with God, sparring with God, and he just building you up. Um, but what he's doing, he's filling us up. Like he's filling us up with the word. Um, and it says in John 7, 38, it says, excuse me, in Ephesians 5, 18, it says, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit, right? Um, so, you know, I don't know if y'all peep this, but like if you go to buy a liquor store or something, it says like wine and spirits. You ever notice that? I noticed. Uh-huh. Um, it's a reason why yeah. It's a reason why it says wine and spirits because when you when you put liquor in your body, um, you're letting spirits into your body, right? That's, hey. that's why you become a whole new person. Some people be like, "Yeah, when I'm drunk, I got the courage," right? So you allowing spirits into your body. Jesus is saying, "Don't get drunk on wine; be filled with the spirit." So if He's giving us a, a replacement for it, then it's gonna have a better effect on us. You know what I'm saying? Wine makes you, or being drunk off a lick makes you a certain way. Being filled with the spirit makes you a certain way. Um, in the same sense, we can't fill ourselves up with other things like, like social media. We can't be filling ourselves up with that, right? Your eyes, your ears, your taste buds, all these things is like portals to your soul. So smoking weed, drinking, smoking cigarettes, again, uh, drunk, social media, Netflix. You don't want to be filled up with that stuff. I'm saying you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, it says, in, again, it says in John 7, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Um, in Colossians 3, 16, it says, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. All right. So we got to make room for Holy Spirit. If we fill ourselves up with nonsense all day, we ain't really leaving no room for Holy Spirit to dwell in us. All right. Um, Instagram can't sit on the throne of our heart. All right. We can't allow anything else to sit on the throne of our heart. Even like some people, they put their ministry above God, which sounds crazy. All right. But your ministry can't sit on the throne of your heart. God has to sit on the throne of your heart. All right. Uh, Miss Williams, you got something for us? Yes, I have something else. I saw in the chat where I think Sandra asked Netflix too. I need to share another little testimony about Netflix, Instagram and all that recently in my life. So at first I used to, I love watching Netflix. I love watching movie and all of that. And the first thing I would do when I wake up in the morning, grab my phone and check Instagram, right? Um, I used to read and I used to get in the word, yes, but it wasn't enough. And I felt, and I really acknowledged that and realized that there was something wrong in my life. So what I turn my prayers to now is start praying against those stuff. I'm like, Lord, Instead of picking up my phone in the morning, let me pick up the Bible and start reading your word. Let me dwell in your word. And I realize that I'm much better now. In the morning when I wake up, I just, I normally, I'm at home. Once I'm at home, my phone is on do not disturb. So if somebody is in trouble, they got to call 911, not me. 
and I'm in the word, I'm dwelling in the presence of the Lord when, when I get home. And I realize that our mind is a funny thing because whatever we feed it, that's what we're going to be thinking of all the time. Mm -hmm. So you getting up on Instagram or saying you're going to, going to your bed, you start watching Netflix, you watch one movie, you watch two movies. That's what your mind, that's what you're going to be thinking of all the time. What happened in the movie and how good it was and all of that stuff. Rather than when you wake up, with the Lord, go to sleep with the Lord, you read, you try to, to be in his presence, you're going to start automatically dwell on him. Mm, amen. Amen. Go ahead, Esther. As consumers, we have to understand what we're, cons where we're consumption and like what exactly our levels of consuming is, you know? So like for me, I can't even drink a small ounce of liquor. Because if I drink even just a little bit of wine, the wine stops doing me. I no longer am doing the wine anymore. The wine is doing me. And so I feel like we have to know, know thyself. Like you really have to know yourself. If you know that like when you do something and you're putting it before God, you can't do it anymore. You can no longer take part in that stuff. Like how Brittany was saying, like maybe you have to pick up your scripture to be a little more, more forthcoming with it, a little more disciplined with it. Like for me, I cannot pick up. I cannot pick up a liquor bottle. I cannot. Cannot taste wine. I cannot even taste a little cup, because a little cup for me is, is already. I'm already drunk, which some people might take a couple of glasses, but for me, it's one cup. And so God has already already told me like you and liquor, I can't sit together. Me and um drugs, any type of drugs, even Tylenol, we can't sit together. We cannot sit together because then my mind starts going places it should not wander. And the Holy Spirit has to remind me of who exactly I am. Because, like, you know, like, sometimes those kind of things, depending on who you are, it can consume you in a way that God doesn't want you to be consumed. So, like, even Netflix, like, I'm not trying to say Netflix is bad, but if you look at Netflix, there is a lot of things on Netflix that are tempting you towards a life that you should not be in. I'm not trying to say all of us do that, but Netflix, if you look at Netflix categories, it's not in the favor of people who are Christian who are looking it's for true. God. This is true. A lot of the things that are is seductive, temptation, partying, things that we know are in the world that we already are around. We already see it around us. Now Netflix has put it on a platform so that if you're at home, you can still take part, take partake in the in the worldly stuff. And so you gotta be careful because sometimes you might think, oh, let me just watch this thing really quick. I'm not gonna be guided by it. And then before you know it, you've opened that spirit again. That spirit of love, that spirit of temptation, that spirit of um, wanting to be a vampire. Because we, I used to watch vampire shows. I used to love the originals and I wanted to be a vampire. Why would I want to be a vampire? Why in my right mind would I want to be a vampire? But we don't realize <laughs> when we're watching, you get into it in, in a trance. It, it no longer, it's, it's, you don't even have that kind of control that you think you might have as you're watching these Netflix shows. And, and you remember, like, it keeps going. After like five episodes of Netflix, we're like, oh, should we continue watching? After five episodes, <laughs> episodes, and wait until you get hooked in there before they start asking, hey, are you still watching? Yeah, you know I'm still watching. Play myself. But like I'm saying, like we cannot be consumed by the things that are served us on a platter mm. instead of us going after the word. We have to go after the word the way we go after things that are just easily thrown at us. Mm. 
The world does not play. Like, the devil is not playing with anybody. He is on the clock 24-7. He's not resting. And he knows which corner to open, which door to close, which way to just tease you a little bit. And so we just have to be consumed in the word. That's the only place that you can stay. You can be in there daily, and it's not going to spoil you. But obviously, like, we should not read the Bible with our own understanding. And like I was saying before, we have to pray for the things that we want to be revealed and discernment. Because don't ask God for something that you're not ready and prepared for. You ask God for something, he says it your way, don't be shocked. Do not be shocked. He already says that if you speak your tongue towards me, I will come there. So just be mindful. Like if you're praying for things like, oh, I want to be able to be spiritually inclined. I want to feel the spirit. You're going to feel the spirit. And don't, don't think that you ain't going to feel every spirit. There are going to be spirits that you didn't think that you're calling on to that are going to be coming. So pray, pray about those things too. Be consumed in the words so that you may even be have discernment to know who, who is sent by God and who isn't sent by God and what you should watch and what you shouldn't watch and how much you should be on social media and how much you shouldn't be. Let's just pray for that discernment and that discipline from God. That's all I have to say. Amen. Yeah, I don't know I want to be a vampire anymore. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Amen. Uh, any, any other questions or comments of concerning the Netflix or the TV shows and stuff? Yeah. A lot of people are putting great suggestions in the chat. So we'll keep going. Um, so if it's anything concerning that, we're going to just look to the chat because people are putting great, great comments and um, helpful tips. Praise God. Amen. Bria, the moderator. Yes, sir. All right. um so yeah man that's all that is really good and again it just goes back to putting we talk about holy like god's been really like putting on my heart what holy really means and how we're supposed to um approach holy um back in 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 the old testament um you know the tabernacle the, the holy of holies was like a place where only the high priest was to go once a year Right. But when they came, they had to make sure they was on point. Right. You couldn't nobody could just approach the throne of grace. You know what I'm saying? Now we have this relationship with God to where we can approach God, but we still have to acknowledge him as holy. And it's the same thing with God's word. So nobody's saying that you can't go on the gram. You can't watch. No, nah, we're not saying that. But when you approach God's word, you got to realize it's not it's not the same as these other things where you can just turn it on and now you just consume it. Now nah, you got to approach his word as holy. Um, and I knew uh, I know a few people that they read the Daily Stoic. And I met this young lady. She um, she was a, a, a believer. And I was actually like, yo, do you read your word every day? And she was like, nah, she reads Daily Stoic every day. Though. And she was a great person, but she had no spiritual power, no fruit. Um, she wasn't spreading the word like she didn't really have any like you can tell like spiritual fruit and you know I had a conversation with her about being in the word and like the difference about that there's a difference between being a good person and being God's very own possession and God's not just calling us to be a good person he's calling us to be his possession right so that he can use us right he's calling us to be used by him so we got to honor God's word by setting it apart from all other content, right? Um, we don't want to be consumed with anything. All these things are not bad in themselves, but we don't want to be consumed with these other things. All right. In James 3.11, it says, can both fresh water and salt water come from the same spring? All right. So some people consume Christian content online, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, but we got to, that can't be our main source of the word because on that same, and that from that same well, we getting gossip, 
temptation, bad news, all kind of stuff, right? The pure word, the pure living water, that's going to come from the word. All right. Um, anybody got anything? I, that's kind of it before we move on to this last uh, section right here. Right, right. All right. So we're going to read this last parable um, from Jesus. where okay. he. Um, I had something to say, but I had a problem a while ago. My phone freeze up. Um, before you move on, I just wanted to, to say that um, in reading the word and finding time with God and all of that, we have to be intentional in doing so. So we literally have to like, re instead of like just going with the flow, we have to try and be intentional and practice. And that's how it's going to be like muscle memory to us. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. You. Thank you. All right. We're going to read this last parable about being fruitful. Um, this is Jesus talking. It says he began telling this parable. A man had a fig tree which had been planted in his vineyard. He came looking for fruit on it and did not find any. He said to the vineyard keeper, behold, for three years, I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree without finding any. Cut it down. Why does it even use up the ground? And he answered and said to him, let it alone, sir, for this year too, for this year too, until I dig around it and put in fertilizer. If it bears fruit next year, fine. But if not, cut it down. Um, so I know what I know what Holy Spirit is kind of convicting me about what this parable is saying, but I do want at least one or two other opinions on what they feel like this is saying to us. Or not. All right. Um, so just reading this, God is telling us we got to be fruitful. All right. When when John the Baptist came through, he was saying, produce fruit, repent. The kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus was saying the same thing. Repent. The kingdom of the kingdom of heaven is upon you. All throughout the New Testament, God is saying he's coming back. He's going to come like a thief in the night. We don't know when he's going to come back. A lot of times we get comfortable because we like, man, you know, it's been a long time. And it even says this in the word. Like some people are going to say it's been a long time. Things have been the same. I think this is in Peter. Um, where he says, people are going to be saying, yeah, where's God? When is he coming back? All this time, he ain't come back yet. Um, and that's the pride of the world. Christ is coming back at some point. You know what I'm saying? And he's telling us we got to bear fruit. Um, I don't want to be a stumbling block to anybody about, you know, what they can and cannot do. The word is the word. You know what I'm saying? And God's word is clear and it's true. Um, we got to put God in the proper place. Um, he's holy. Um you know, he's called us, right? He said he chose us. We didn't choose him. Sometimes we feel like we chose God and that's why things is lit or that's why we have this faith. We didn't choose God. God chose us. And he says that I chose you, all right? So the fact that he chose us, we got to figure out what did he call us for? And he tells us he's called us to be fruitful, to bear fruit. Um, so I think it's, it's good for all of us to just examine and be in prayer um, about where we are in our walk. Um, to lean on our the people who are discipling us, people who are who we're discipling, 
and, and discuss like fruitfulness. Are we being fruitful? You know, where, where is God calling me to sow into? Um, am I am I doing anything or am I involved in anything that's not bearing fruit? Is there any barren activities in my life where I'm taking part in this and I'm giving my time to this and it's barren? Right. And if it's barren and we got to ask, is this something that God is doing? Is this something where God wants me to be um, and use discernment? You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes God wants us to wait. And other times he's telling us, like, this is barren because I don't want you to be here. All right. This is not for you. Um, so we got to use discernment, but we got to go to the word. We got to be in the word. We got to be consumed by the word. Um, you can never have too much word. You can never have too much word. Just, no matter how many times you read the Bible, you can never have too much word. Um, go ahead, uh, Bria or Dimash. Okay. Well, Bria, we're trying to go. Okay. Um, so what I was going to say was, uh, as far as, uh, you know, the questions that are being asked concerning, you know, what to do and how to do it and these things, we went through the whole lesson about like, meditating on the word of God day and night. Um, also the lighting in his word, the lighting in his law, all those things are how we will bear fruit. So really, um, you know, the questions that are being asked concerning like what to watch, what not to watch and all of that. Um, the only way to know what to watch and what not to watch is to be in the word, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because the word will tell you what's pleasing to God, what's not pleasing to God, the word will convict you. So it's not really so much about what can I watch? What can I not watch? It's, I can't do anything. It's more so about God. I want you to um, live in me. Mm. Whatever you say goes, I'm willing to submit and bow to you and everything that you say. So it's not so much about like, you know, a set of rules. When you first started following Christ, um, I don't, I can't speak for everybody else, but I could just speak for me. I didn't know the whole Bible at first. It's just little by little, God would just say to me, yeah, I don't really want you doing that anymore. And I don't want you watching that anymore. And I don't want you, um, talking to that friend about certain things anymore, little by little, but I was at a place where I was ready to fully submit to God. And that's where you have to be the place of submission, the place of whatever you say, Lord, your will be done, you know? So as as we answer the questions in the chat, the most important thing is to really, um, you know, have a heart posture of, I want to serve the Lord with all of my heart. That's the first step. If you don't want to do that, do all the, not watching Netflix, not doing this, not doing that. That's not going to bring you to heaven. You know what I mean? Like it's people that have discipline enough to know that certain things that they watch and do is garbage. It's people that are Muslims that have more discipline than Christians um praying and what they not going to watch and modesty for women all kinds of stuff they got it down packed it's still serving the wrong god and they're doing it wrong so it's really not so much about feeling like it's just a whole bunch of rules and i got like what can i do what can't i do it's about what do i how do i want to love god so much by showing him that i love him by meditating on his word by keeping his word all those things so it's really just about relationship you know and if you don't have a relationship with christ then you will not be able to bear fruit. So that's the first step, not figuring out what the fruit is so I can just bear it. Figuring out who is the giver of the fruit to bear it, you know? Because you can't just get, the, like you can't, like there's no bearing fruit without God. 
You can't just say tomorrow, I'm going to cut this off, this off, this off, because I saw every other Christian do it. You can't do it by your own strength. This is why people constantly fall back into temptation. They go back to the world. They keep finding themselves being lukewarm because they haven't fully surrendered. It's a full surrenderance that has to happen first before we worry about all these other things that really are going to come with just, you know, a body of believers. I, I mean, like, for example, um, it's the last thing I'm going to say. You know, I hear a lot of Christians say, like, what music can I listen to? What people can I be around? I, it's nothing for me to do. Y you're not fully surrendered to God. Like, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Mm -hmm. Because if, if you are, God will put you in a place for all of those things. Amen. it's so much community out there it's so much christian music out there there's pure flicks there's like it's so many things like it's literally it's so many people following christ like you, you will be overwhelmed at this point and like i used to cry my when i first started walking with christ like i don't have no sisters in christ now i'm like all right i gotta make sure i check on all the women in pray first i gotta make sure i go into sisters of chat sisters of strength chat because i want to heal up my sisters in there like it's just so much community you 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 just be like all right like, let me, let me go into my secret place real quick. Like that's, that's how much you get, you know, but it's, it's when you at the place where it's like, God, I'm ready to really give up this old world. Show me what's new. Show me what, what I can get into, you know, and then he will really give you that, you know, so full surrenderance. That's, that's the advice I would give anyone. Yeah, I'll just, just say something real quick. Um, a lot of times too, like you can't, like a lot of times when it comes to fruit, like a lot of um <clears throat> due to a person's um following and walking with God like we can't look at the things that's being produced and and want that or you know try to copy that because it is you know much walking with him dwelling with him in his presence that are allowing us to produce these things so we can't just look at the things I guess maybe people are the things that people are portraying and um, that all Christ is doing through people, we can't just say, oh, I'm going to start, do I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start doing that. And it, it has to be like, I want to walk with the Lord first to be able to hear him um, in a, in a way, because we got to remember like he's available to all of us. Right. Mm -hmm. But the more we walk with him, then the more we're growing, the more we're seeing so on and so on. So we can't like, look at the things we can't just look at the um the the things that are happening the things that are, people are doing I guess you could say um it's it's just so important just to to walk with him um yeah amen amen Esther then Natasha then Brittany I just want to piggyback on what you said and like when like how I was saying before, the power of prayer, to be intentional about what you're praying for. As Christians, we have to pray for the things that we might be afraid of praying for, like discipline, to be disciplined mm -hmm. in the Lord. We have to really pray to have the spirit of discipline, not mm -hmm. only discernment, but of discipline, because this is how we're going to be able to yield away from the things that God does not take delight in. And it's why every week, every time I pray, I always say, let us not have the appetite for things that the Lord does not take delight in. Because it's not easy. It's very hard. Like even yeah. just getting in the spirit to want to eat proper foods, like to understand that your body is powerful. Yes. You do not yeah. own your body. The Holy Spirit dwells in your body. And so the things that you consume, like I'm talking about actual food, you have to take notice of it. 
you have to be mindful of the garbage that you put in your body. And just knowing that, like those things have an effect on your mental and the spirit of offense. That when someone told you something to not be offended, mm-hmm. to not be offended, and that's something that we have to really take. We have to really look into. We have to really, 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 really loosen our hearts to understand spirit of our own will. Because nothing we do is for the benefit of us, but for the glory of God. And so Mm -hmm. when you approach something, you never approach something like, oh, how am I going to enjoy this? It's not about that. How are you going to dwell in the Lord while consuming this thing? In the beginning, when you, a lot of times, when we first become a Christian, you have two types. You have the ones that are on fire for the Lord that literally be condemning anybody. And they have other ones who are still kind of like struggling with it. But let us all understand that everything we do is for the glory of God. It is not because you are saved that, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. You got to remember it. Everything you do has to be grounded in Christ. Because if you don't, arrogance kind of, it seeps through. Arrogance seeps through. And before you know what depression is through, just any type of mental seeps through. If you don't stay firm in the Lord and, and just beg God for, for discipline, not alone discernment, but discipline. Because like Bria was saying, a lot of people who do not serve the one true living God, are able to purge themselves away from certain things because they have discipline. They don't never hear God. They never, I've, I've spoken to so many Muslim people. I asked them like, when you guys are fasting and doing all this stuff, like who told you to do this? Like, oh, it's in the Quran. But they've never heard the voice of God telling them what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. Anything that they say is haram or halal. No, God has never opened his mouth to say, hey, this is what you should do. Because we already know, like they don't serve the true God. And then you have people who, a lot of us have been in school for more than 14 years of our lives, starting from elementary to high school. I'm not even talking about further education, but you knew your place in that school. You knew what you had to do as a student. And so when we're being students in the Lord, we need to understand our position and mm-hmm. our purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always say, whenever we're praying for something, know why you're praying for it and know the purpose of it. If you're praying to be to have discernment, when God is telling you that friend is not, it should not be in your corner, you have it. to let go of that friend. That friend got to mm-hmm. go. That's the thing. When God is saying, put that food down, that food got to go. When God said that relationship is not, it has no fruit and it has nothing that's going to edify you, you got to let it go. When God said, listen, you're going to peel back from your family member, give them space because Mm. right now I'm not dwelling there. You got to let it go. You got to remember like when you pray for these things and God is giving you the answers, you need to be able to listen. You need to not come with the spirit of my will. It's God's mm-hmm. will, not our will. If Amen. he says no, that's the final no. Because anything mm-hmm. that he says no to, you continue to stay in it, get ready for the wrath. It's not something mm-hmm. to play with. It's not something to play with. Because we always talk about the goodness of God, but God also has a wrath. That's not, it's the true. devil don't even want to sit next to it. He <laughs> already knows. He knows exactly what it is. And yeah. we too, as Christians, we have to be guided. We have to understand that our God is not somebody to play with. He's not somebody mm-hmm. we want to put our foot in and put our foot out. He didn't give us two feet for us to be dangling one this way and dangling the other one that way. So we have to be guided and have to understand why exactly we, we're serving the one true living God and how much of a privilege it is because it's really a privilege to wake up every day when your life is not promised. Mm-hmm. But you have breath in your lungs here again today to know that you have to be yearning towards God. And if you need help, always, I always say like, this is why we have 
brethren, the love of the brethren. He doesn't talk about it in the scripture because it's cute. He knows how powerful it is to be in groups, to move Amen. in groups. He knows that if you have one person in the wilderness, it's tough. But if your brother and sister is praying for you, even if they're not in the wilderness with you, but they're praying for you to be delivered from it, that is so powerful. Mm. He didn't say where there's one gathering my name, I'm there. He said where two or more. There's yeah. a reason why we have to operate in numbers. Because when mm. we listen to ourselves, we cannot move forward. We, we listen to us, we cannot That's move good. forward. When God is telling you to do something, it's harder for you to do it. It's harder for you to do it. Yes. That's why he sends us in numbers and in groups. That we have to read the word together. Even if you're reading it by yourself, do not be afraid to look up trans translations. There are why these, these, these things are there. If you can't understand the word, you go and you Google it. There will be a translation. There's also other books that um, supplement the Bible to help you understand the old writings. Yes. We know it's not our new word. It comes from an old translation. It's ancient. You know, our God is ancient. So we just have to remember that. And I'm not like talking down anyone in the case may be because I know I came from that place too. I came from a place of offense when I first started. It was always me, me, this. Oh, why are you telling me not to do this? Why are you telling me not to Like you couldn't yeah. find the goodness because we were trying to hold on to our old lives and God is saying, let it go. I don't dwell in that place that you used to dwell in. Cut off that appetite. Praise don't God. eat that stuff anymore. That is not in me. Same thing with the Jewish people. He told them, tear this temple down. Tear it down. Yes, he did. I don't dwell in this thing. I do not dwell here. Tear it down. Mm. And then just imagine if people went in high places were looking at him like, what's wrong with this guy? Just remember that. You have to be mindful. He's already shown us the example of the things that we should do and shouldn't do. And the people that thought they were in high places that he still humbled them down to his feet. Just for us to know, he is not somebody we should play with. Even lying on the Holy Spirit. I tell people all the time, like, don't come to me and tell me that the Holy Spirit sent you. Because mm -mm. God will really strike you down. He literally killed a couple in the Bible. We've already seen it. For saying that, the Holy Spirit told him to do this. He killed them right down the spot. They had their last Ooh. breath. So let's remember not to play with the God that we serve. And why I always say that God is intentional is for that purpose. That exact reason. He don't play about us. We should never play about him. He knows it. That's all I'm gonna say. I know I'd be joking around, but seriousness, it's always time for seriousness too. All right. Amen. Natasha and then Brittany, and if nobody else, then we'll give it to Mitchy to close up. Okay, amen. I just wanted to go back to the scripture that was mentioned um in I believe it was in Luke, uh, where it talked about um the vineyard and the uh, tree not bearing fruit. And every time when I, this is one of my favorite scriptures because the Lord began to speak to me about this. And I saw God, the father in Jesus um, within this parable. Um, I, I saw God, the father as the one giving us time and coming and looking and examining um, because he is the one who examines the heart coming and examining, examining us and seeing that we're not um, bearing fruit, right? Um, because our fruit should always remain. That is what Jesus said in John 17. Our fruit should remain. That was his desire for us. Mm -hmm. um, and so God, the father, him, him being so holy, you know, when you think about the old Testament and you see the father, the Bible says, behold, the goodness in the severity of our God, right? Yeah. He is both. He is both. And so 
God the Father being so holy to the point where he had to, had to destroy the earth and then he had to come back and send himself down, right? He had to send God. He was only able to um, satisfy himself. And so, wow. so God the Father being so holy and his eyes are so pure, he cannot even look upon sin. Mm. Him coming, giving us time, examining this tree, seeing that it's not yet bearing fruit. It says after three years, um, still not bearing fruit. And then I see Jesus, I see Yeshua, the one who stands in the gap for us. The Bible says he makes intercession for us, right? And so I see our mediator standing there and he's pleading with the father. And he says, no, don't touch it. I'm going to go, I'm going to dig around it. I'm going to give it fertilizer. I'm going to make sure that it bears fruit. And when I put my hand on it, if it still does not bear fruit, if it still does not want to submit, if it still does not want to reverence me, then you can come and you can cut it down. And so I see just the father in the Lord, in Yeshua, just there. And in the Bible, it says, come and let us reason together. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so I see Jesus just always living to make intercession on our behalf. And yeah. so if we are living a lifestyle of sin, right, or or I don't want to say living a lifestyle of sin or practicing sin. But if you see yourself in and out of sin, come to the come to the throne, come to the throne in your time of need, in your time of help. Because we don't have to approach him like they approached him in the Old Testament when they went to the mountain and it was thundering and all of the lightning and they were terrified. They were terrified. We don't need to, we don't need someone to go to the mountain for us. We are able to now to approach it because the, the veil mm. has been torn. And so yes. go to the throne of grace in our time of help and cry out to Jesus. He lives to make intercession for us. But I'm telling you this, behold the goodness and the severity of God because there is a law in the heavens that cannot be broken. That means when you stand before him, you are gonna be judged based on the law and there's gonna be consequences from that. Mm -hmm. And so he is so good, but he's also a judge and he judges righteously and, and he's a God of justice. And so mm -hmm. we can't expect to continue to live this walk out and I mean, this, this life out uh, with Jesus in and out, in and out, in and out. He said, don't be lukewarm. I will spit you out of my mouth. Do not be lukewarm. He is coming back. And when he returns, he's not returning to deal with sin. That's what it says in Hebrews. It says he's not coming back to deal with sin. But when he comes judge back, it. he's coming to judge. And so Jesus. he already dealt with sin on the cross when he came. That was his invitation to us. And so it's, it's our responsibility now because we have the Holy Spirit. He didn't leave us as orphans. The Holy Spirit is the revealer of truth. He leads us and guides us and directs us to the things of God. The Holy Spirit is the one that will tell us, no, do not go near this. No, don't drink this. No, this person is not good for you. And at times as Christians, we like to question, God, am I really hearing your voice? I don't believe you're saying that, but think about it. Satan is not going to tell us not to not to pick up that liquor bottle. He's going to mm -hmm. tell us the opposite. So God, if God is telling you to stay away from this person or don't go to this party or whatever it may be, it is not Satan. It is not just some random voice. It is God, Holy Spirit, leading, directing, trying to 
draw us closer to the heart of the Father. And when you stay in that place where you are remaining and you are dwelling and you are bearing fruit, it says that his manifestation in you will begin to be revealed and then you can be his witnesses and then you can shine the light and then the whole world will be filled with the knowledge of God. And so I just want to encourage you. I, when I read this scripture, I, this parable, I see the father and I see Jesus. Behold the goodness and the severity of our God. And so that's all I wanted to share. Praise the Lord. God. Hallelujah. Let me just just say something real quick. That was like amazing. Praise God. I just wanted to say, I looked up the number three in Hebrew and the number three means um, in Hebrew, it means wholeness, completeness, and perfection. And we know that Jesus is coming back for a spotless church, right? And I just wanted to mention any other number could have been mentioned here. Behold, the three years I have come looking for fruit on um, this fig tree. He could have literally mentioned any number, but that number specifically was mentioned. And it just, you know, for us, it, it should be. Um, a reminder that every day we should be seeking um, not to be, you know, perfect in the eyes of man, but like wholeness. How can we get closer and closer to the place where God wants us to be for his return? So I just wanted to mention that, like, um, there's a, there's a purpose for the number that was mentioned in the, in the scripture as well. Go ahead, Mama Lorraine. And then I don't know if Brittany still wanted to go, but go ahead, Mama. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to just like attach myself, um, you know, to the Holy Spirit um, by what Sister um, Natasha says. Like, you know, it just put everything in perspective. You know, as she she rightly mentioned, like sometimes, you know, people really focus only on the goodness of the Lord. But we have to think about, we, we have to consider consider on the severity of God, on the judgment of God. And, you know, the enemy knows God. The enemy knows our just God. The enemy knows about our God. That's why the enemy is deceiving God's people so that he can go back and accuse God's people. The enemy know that God cannot accept sin. He cannot, he's so pure, he cannot look at sin. So that's why he sent Jesus. So so that's why the enemy really like make Jesus like, make Jesus seem as nothing, make the church look, um, look at Jesus as a baby. You know, like, as you say, October come, everybody start about baby Jesus. So, so we can't see Jesus for who he is and this is the pl- this is the plan of the enemy concerning the roman catholic the, it starts from the roman empire like seeing jesus as a baby then you, you go you, you just take god you just take god for granted and god is so gracious but as sister natasha said when when when, when jesus comes like like grace is gonna be over it's just the judgment of god is gonna come you know, judgment is that he's going to defend his people and judgment against those who reject him. Like it just, sometimes it just, it hurt me when people like take God for granted and, you know, but the Lord just showed me that I just have to pray, especially for my family. Like I just have to pray for the souls. Uh, there, There must be a burden on our hearts for the souls of our family. There must, nobody must live here today and not get closer to God. Nobody, nobody. Like I just, I I just always have this in me. 
like certain word that is given, it's going to come up at judgment day. That word going to come up on the screen, whatever it go, it's going to come up for certain people because you got the word and you never take, you never let yourself be edified by that word. But you may like the seed that drop on the wayside, drop among thorns. Let the seed fall on good ground. I'm telling you this word today, fruitfulness. Let us be a fruit like not my will, but thine be done. Let us not leave here the same way we came on today. Please. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Did you, did you have any more? That you want to share? No, that was that was awesome. That was awesome, man. Um, I think we got a couple more hands up, or is those old hands? Uh, just Williams is the new hand. Go ahead, Brittany. Um, yes. Uh, so I just want to say to everyone that God wanted me to be here today. God wanting me to be on this call today because i i started this three-day fasting um to just kind of dwell in him i'm really just trying to grow my spiritual life so i'm like you know what intentionally i'm going to do this three-day fasting and um i wrote everything out i tell you i have everything planned all of that but the lord had different plans for me so I just want to say to some everybody here, thank you for the words that you are giving. It did not fall on solid ground. It's going to be watered. Just thank you. Thank you very much. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I want to thank God for Mitch. Everybody, you could come off the mic and give Mitch a little clap if you want, or you can do a virtual clap, but praise God. Thank God for this word. I'm so grateful. The Lord spoke. Oh Amen. my goodness. Oh my every scripture, every every revelation. I'm I, I just text my cousin. Our other cousin was on. I don't know if she's still on. Takia is our cousin as well. We're all first cousins, actually. Um, but I just text her like I'm still stuck at Psalm one. Like, like I feel like everybody, you know, kind of learned Psalm one, Psalm 23, stuff like that. But like really to to really sit there and think about like what it means that fruitfulness has a um like a um what did Mitchie, what was the word you used? Uh a blessing. Like it's a principle with a blessing. We always think about tithing. That's the one principle everybody always talk about. Tithing is a principle, but like fruitfulness is a principle too. Like that's crazy to me. Like I'm so thankful. Um, Holy Spirit definitely spoke today. And I hope if, you know, anybody that was on here, you know, who's not close to Christ is close to Christ. We all in different places in our world, but we could never think that we're too wise to get a word from Holy Spirit. And if we think that we're too wise to get a word from Holy Spirit, then we're not wise at all. We're fools. And that's biblical. We're fools if we think that, if we think we don't need to hear from God. So I thank God that this word convicted me because there's more fruit to bear. There's more fruit. If, if we think that we've reached our destination and we're still alive, we haven't reached it yet because we haven't finished our race. 
So Mitchy, this word will not fall on a bad ground at all. And, you know, I pray that each and every one of us were fed and edified through this word in Jesus name. Um, I'm going to pray us out if we don't have any more questions or concerns. And I pray that you guys have a great Sabbath. Mitchy mentioned today, you know, about rest. Please rest. Like resting is so important. Please, please rest. Please rest. If you constantly work every single day concerning even your real jobs, like, it's showing a lack of faith because mm-hmm. what, what can really happen that your job can't take care of on one day? Like really think uh-huh. of it. if it's that serious, then there's a problem with the company, not you. And also um, if something was to happen to us tomorrow, they would easily replace you. Right. Hey. It's not that hey. bad. Like it's really not that bad for you to take some time off and spend time in the presence of the Lord you know so do that don't look at the sabbath as a as a burden people always say it's old testament i don't care about that but like the the sabbath was given to man it was given to us it was like it's a gift like we it's so good to be like yo this my day where i just chill read my words spend time with my family like that's my day and i and i and i really i thank god for the day you know so you know, just take, just take that in, into the day and just thank God for it. And um, I'm, I'm just grateful. I'm overwhelmed. I can't say no more. Let's just pray. Dear yeah. Heavenly Father, Lord, I praise your name. I praise your name for um, this Bible lesson on today about fruitfulness. I praise your name for all the biblical context that came behind it, that it wasn't just opinion involved, that it was straight Holy Spirit. It was straight word given today. Lord, I thank you um, for each and every person that came on, who stayed on the entire time or who, who had to jump off, whatever the case may be. I'm just thankful um, that you know, people came on and, you know, learned the word today in a different way. I I thank God that it was simplified enough for each and every person to understand that it didn't take the the big theological words like the Pharisees to make someone get a revelation. We got a revelation through Mitch being authentically himself and dying to flesh and allowing Holy Spirit to speak through him. Hallelujah to your name alone. He doesn't want no credit and we're not going to give it to him. We give it all to you. Lord, bless Mitch, bless Mitch, bless Mitch abundantly, abundantly for being even faithful enough to say, I will take on this task for you guys and, and teach, teach the Bible lesson today. Lord, I thank you God for the businesses he's involved in and Lord goodness and mercy will follow him. He understands the importance of the fruit, praise God, of bearing fruit. He, he has to be prosperous. And that's my prayer for each and every one of us that we don't walk in the prosperity gospel, but we show that through serving Christ, everything that we need, everything that we want will be taken care of just because we invest more and put in our faith and our energy and our time into the Lord than we do other things. So Lord, allow us to have a hunger and a thirst for not only your word, but to meditate on it day and night to delight ourselves in the Lord. When you say, stop doing this, say, yes, Abba, immediately be happy about doing it because there's a reason anything you tell us to stop doing is because you love us so much. You're taking away something that could possibly be harming us that we don't even know. So allow us to be grateful at that moment. Oh, wow. I didn't know that you, you know, God tell you stop eating that thing. And then 
we stop eating it. And then later we find out it's a recall. And then we could say, thank you, Jesus, that I didn't have to wait until the recall come for me to stop eating that thing or doing that thing that you told me to stop doing. Lord, allow us to not just give you what we want, but give you what you ask for. Because your word says obedience is better than sacrifice. So that means that we can't just say we're going to give you this and you should be satisfied with it. We're going to be obedient to you. Obedient so that we don't have to, um, you know, live like Saul, where, where Samuel says, idolatry is unto, um, 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 which, um, sorry, idolatry is unto witchcraft. Lord, yes. allow us to not, not focus on, um, having our own will done. Ha have us not focus on, um, doing the things that we want to do and, and be just yeah. satisfied with you alone. Just be satisfied with you. Yes. Be satisfied with yes. Satisfied. That's what we need to do. Just be satisfied with you. Satisfied with you. Satisfied. Lord. If we still have a little bit of aches and pains, satisfied. Mm. If we crying sometimes, satisfied. If we open Thank up you. our fridge and sometimes it's not groceries in there, satisfied. Satisfied. If we're not making the money we want to make, Lord, this is personal. Satisfied. Thank you, Jesus. Satisfied. You're going to come through anyways because yes. your word is true. If, if fruitful is um, a, a principle, then that means prosperity and success has to follow. Yes. So Lord, allow us not to just talk this word, but to live the word out. And in order to live it out, that means we have to see situation and say, Lord, even though it looks like this, your word says this. Amen. We believe what your word says. And all these things I pray for each and every person that joined this call, wanted to join this call, hopped off early, whatever it is, Lord, I pray right now, oh God, for a complete and total covering for each and every one of us and that we bear fruit, not only in this season, because we talk a lot about seasons, but for the rest of our lives, we yes. bear fruit. For the rest of our lives, we never stop bearing fruit. Our, our fire for you never get, runs out, that we never become lukewarm, that we never say this is enough that we constantly keep enduring in Jesus name all the things I ask in your holy and your righteous name and the son of God our God the true and living God in yes. Jesus name we pray amen amen amen, amen. praise amen. God amen hallelujah I see you breaking up. That's that sign I'm for you. Can you hear me better? No. 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 Try again. Every time you say something about hearing, we can hear you. <laughs> so now. Go, go ahead. I want to say thank you, Mitch, for edifying us today. Praise God. Can you hear me? Praise God. Yeah, it was amazing. Yes. It was amazing. Yes. Eight until we were full and we still want more. Praise God. Thank you so much. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Mitch. Amen. All right. Love you all so much. And, you know, we'll convene in the chat. But if nobody has anything else, have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you soon. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Love you, everyone. Bye. Bye, everybody.